everyone. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am uh, one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, like a couple months ago, I went down uh, to Springfield, Illinois, and uh, I ran into the real live, he came back to earth, Abraham Lincoln, and he agreed to do a podcast with me. And I can now admit, I was pretty desperate. Uh, I was pretty much begging uh, at that point. And I, I said that I was much more popular than I am. That's all behind us now. He knows that. Um, point is, he agreed to do a podcast with me. Uh, so we talk about the week's uh, news with the 2016 election. We're doing things a little bit differently. We're having our, our second guest uh, of all time, uh, uh, Julia Weiss. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, so something you should know, uh, you will be the first woman that Abraham Lincoln will have seen since he's been back. Uh, he may think that uh, you're my girlfriend, Lisa, because she's the only other uh, woman that I've talked about on this uh, uh, podcast, besides Hillary Clinton, of course. But I had John Thibodeau like wait out, and then we brought him in, but we're just going to see what happens. We're going to bring in Abraham Lincoln and just roll with it. Gosh, I'm so excited to be the first woman <laughs> a man has seen in a while. It's like pretty much my dating life. So this should be familiar. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> and I only date former presidents. Oh, so. is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite, if you don't mind me asking? Of the of the ones living still. Jimmy Carter, right? It has to be. You'd be surprised. No. I love me some George Herbert Walker Bush. <laughs> and he loves my George Herbert Walker Bush. Oh, up top. Oh, I'm I will never tire of Bush Bush jokes. <laughs> well, let's call him in. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Hello, Mr. President. Timothy. How are you? A guest. Yes. Well, this is a fine day indeed. Yes. Uh, President Lincoln, this, this is my is friend. Leo, this is your girlfriend, Lisa. No. Nope. Okay. So this is my friend, Julia. This is Julia oh. Weiss, yeah. and this is Abraham Lincoln. Oh, hello. Hi, Abraham hello. Lincoln. Terrific. terrific to meet you. I'm a Jew. Oh, terrific. I, I apologize that General Grant tried to expel all the Jews from the territory of Tennessee during the Civil War. Hey, we took it back. Well, the, all, the whole music industry lives there. Oh, oh that's really? true. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's yours now, I suppose. <laughs> it was a regrettable incident. I still don't understand why he wrote that and posted it, and it was uh, abhorrent. I apologize. I'm sorry. Who did this? Ulysses S. Grant during the Civil War. Oh there boy. Was, there was one person. In, do you want me to get into this? You Let know me, what? Maybe not. We had a lot we that went on. <laughs> there, really there was one person who was profiteering, and and he happened to be Jewish, and he was selling goods to the enemy. And then Ulysses that Grant flipped out and banned all Jews from Tennessee. It was it was uncalled for. Sure. Everyone at the time even was like, "What?" <laughs> anyway, Mr. President, did you watch the debate? Ye no. What? You didn't watch the debate? No. It's hard for where I am. It's hard to. It's it's hard. I watched something called the Saints versus Falcons. Okay, so you watched an NFL game instead of watching the presidential debate? Yeah, Is I that what I'm to understand? Yes. Did you watch that on my phone? Yes. I've, I'm still figuring out how to use the phone. Uh, new listeners, uh, Abraham Lincoln stole my phone in episode one. I didn't. I thought you gave it to me. You, I didn't give it to you. You stole it, and you have yet to go on a wireless network wherever you go when you're not here. So you've just been, you watched a full NFL game on my data plan? I, I watched the whole game. Okay. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, you should really check out this debate. Okay. Um, Julia, uh, what were your thoughts uh, on the debate? Um, my thoughts on the debate were that America is an embarrassment. It's frightening, right? That this is unbelievable and it's not even fun. Um, it, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Pundits, uh, uh, for the most part, said that Donald Trump did well in the first 20 minutes when he was talking about trade. I, I guess if... 
If that is unbelievably older, generous. If no. you're an older white voter and you lost your job to, I, I don't know who loses, who is out there losing their jobs to NAFTA, but maybe if that spoke to you somehow, okay. He barely did okay. He was barely intelligible on it. He just did. He he was less incoherent during that. Yes. And yeah. the, and the fact that like we're willing to throw that man a bone that will, like, that him being marginally coherent mm-hmm. for a little bit. Is enough to be like, well, he did pretty well on this. It's like, shut all the way up and then die inside of a hole and never come out. Rot there. Rot there and only get eaten by weeds. Weeds that get plucked from the earth, hopefully by a woman, Mm -hmm. and then thrown away. And I know that's a waste of weeds. I I have to say, I like her though. (laughs) Yeah? Uh, Yeah. But don't waste perfectly good weeds. What would you use weeds for back in the day? Well, feed a horse. You certainly want to wouldn't give them to a cow because then they could get milk disease. Well, sure, of course. But maybe a goat. Oh, it's, uh, it's immaterial. I wish I had seen this debate. He's quite clearly a stumbling g- gentleman. And a uh, quick question: What is NAF? Is NAFTA a computer? Uh, NAFTA was the North American Free Trade Agreement. It's. Uh, a, uh, I'm bored. Okay. <laughs> um, Julie, I'd love to get your take on uh, one of the uh, most striking moments of the debate. It was uh, when Hillary Clinton um, described. Uh, uh, Trump's treatment of Alicia Machado, the former uh, uh, Miss Universe, Miss Universe, right? That's the one he does. Yeah. Um, in which he called her Miss Piggy and uh, uh, Miss Housekeeping. Um, I mean, and then, oh God, this is my favorite part when Trump was like, I was going to say something horrible about you, but I did it. And now it seems like he mm-hmm. wants credit for not bringing up Hillary yeah. getting cheated on by her husband as though that's her fault. As though it's in any way relevant to anything. The way Trump talks about and treats women is totally something that should be addressed. Mm -hmm. Hillary getting cheated on in the 90s, it's not her action. It has nothing to do. Can I say fuck in front of the president? Well, uh, sir. Wow. I've never said that, but. And I have never in my life cursed in front of a lady. This is terrific. The, Sir, you can if you want yeah, to. Yeah, it's modern times now. We are not delicate. Right. We are powerful. <clears throat> I bet you cursed in front of your wife a couple I, times. I never would do such a thing. She had me wrapped around her fingers. I always I, I behaved as well as I could. Mm-hmm. I can't bring myself to swear in front of a lady, but this is great. Quick question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perhaps it's a bit rhetorical. Oh, but Miss Piggy? Uh, Miss Piggy is a Muppet. She's um, uh, give me some credit here. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask something more substantial. All right, uh, w- women can vote. Yes, we oh, are yes. allowed to vote now. So he is acting mm-hmm. like a candidate who uh, does not have to court a female voter. Yes, he's behaving as though we don't exist. Even then, we even then back in our day, we would dare not do such a thing because women often told their husbands how to vote in my day. Yeah, I mean. Um, I guess he's hoping that the contingent of GOP women will show up for him, but... There are a lot of self-hating women in this country, and I think that he's really Oof. hoping that they will vote for him. You would have to be a self-hating woman and a racist at the same time to vote for Donald Trump. If you're what if you really Don- care about free trade? You don't okay. know what it is. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. <laughs> like, no one, no one knows anything, and everyone is stupid. So accepting that, accepting that like most Americans really don't know what the government does, 
what policy means. You're just looking at him as like, a person. If you're just looking at these two human beings, not having any understanding of like the government or how it works, which truly sure. only seven voters do. You cannot look at these two humans and want to put your faith in the Halloween jack-o'-lantern spewing hate. Oh. <laughs> You're an insane person if that is where you go. Why is he colored the way he is? Spray tan. Yeah, oh, do you think that's what it is? Yeah. He he looked powdered down oh, for okay. the debate, though. He's always looked a bit unwell to me. Not, not, not quite sure. like he, he's that's been out. That's because he has buttholes for mouths and eyes. Oh, good grief. <laughs> I'm blushing. I'm making President Lincoln blush. You're making blush? Honestly, Look at this. It's pretty cool. This. <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate this. I see why you brought a guest in this week, Timothy. Uh, she has a different perspective of, mm -hmm. of a much, much bleaker perspective of the electorate, <laughs> it seems. Uh, I, I apologize. I, I mean, if the fact that he, this man has as much support as he does is a very bleak it's bleak right now. It's, and the, the yeah. debate was probably the moment when my hope dropped off. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Watching, just like looking at it and realizing that this is a thing that is happening, that is real, that this reality star who got famous for being a nightmare is now a major political party's candidate for the presidency, that in the first official debate, he said Rosie O'Donnell deserved it. Right. That that was a, th a thing he brought up. He talked about, like, going on Howard Stern. Like, that this was what I was seeing with my eyes while this unbelievably intelligent, calm, poised, prepared woman, like, tried to have the, de like, tried to speak to the things you're supposed to speak about when you're right. running for president. Um, now, she uh, uh, obviously did a lot of prep for the debate. Mm -hmm. A lot of that, from what I understand, was about... Oh, boy, like people telling her to look affable as opposed to being too aggressive, uh, 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 smiling, things of this nature. Why does a woman have to do that? But Donald can be this sort of scowly nightmare on the left side of the screen. Because men exist in a world where no matter what they say or do, they are an individual, judged as an individual. Women are always defined through our gender. And there are rules about what we have to do in order to be acceptable as a member of this gender. Running for president falls somewhat outside of that scope. Sure, it's new to... So yeah. we are trying to make new rules for what a woman has to do in order to be seen as presidential, in order to be seen as trustworthy, in order to be recognized as a human with thoughts. Mm -hmm and opinions and awareness so hillary's the 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 criticism is hillary of hillary as being like unlikable or n not personable it's like who okay i don't <laughs> I, i've never watched her and not felt compelled sure. but maybe that's because i'm a loud woman who thinks and as a loud woman who thinks, I can watch another loud woman who thinks and be like, right on, instead of, mm, I, I don't want to kiss you. I don't know how to watch you now. Like, eat my asshole. President Lincoln, you are blushing really hard <laughs> right now. Oh, oh my. Uh, wow. Mm -hmm. Well, I also have a lot to think about, but that's incredible. Um, <sighs> so, President Lincoln, we've... Uh, uh, I don't mean to throw you under the bus when I ask you this. Oh, no. 
Look, I it, it was a, it was remarkable the restraint and the the the, the um the the perspective and the, I don't know that we had when we when we took back Grant's orders to ban the Jews. It wasn't this. about that. I wasn't going to talk ask okay. you about that. That's not what I was going to ask you about. Okay, well I do regret it and it was not my idea. Okay, again, not what I was going to ask you about. I was going to uh you and I have talked before about uh, uh your relationship uh with Mary Todd. Yes. Uh it seems like a very loving, warm relationship. Oh, uh, it might seem that way on the outside. Hasn't been lately. What's wrong? As you know, I I no longer reside at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. I reside at what is it? One hundred one Doghouse Lane. Yes, yeah. one hundred one. You're in the Doghouse. Dog we've house we've lane. talked about this before. Yes. Um. Although she would have gotten along with our guest quite well, she certainly was outspoken and had her own opinions. I mean, and was very conscious of how women were perceived and felt the spotlight on her back at all times, being the first lady. And you two worked together to get you elected. And that was like a wonderful political partnership. Mm -hmm. It's true. Had she not been my wife, I most likely would have just been op operating flatboats <laughs> well into my retirement. Well, well, the, day, the, the day you won the election, you ran home saying, we won it, Mary. We won it. Don't you remember? I do. <laughs> what a beautiful I, moment. I, a beautiful moment. I, I remember what came after a little bit better, but. Okay, hello. What happened? Yeah, what's okay, up, Okay, now dude? I'm blushing, yeah, Mr. President. What? Well, I, I suppose I... He's I talked about uh, Mary Todd's sweet rump a lot. Okay. She had a she had a big old rump. I'll be honest. I, who, what am I to be embarrassed about? It's, it's only There's only 25 people who hear this anyway. And it's 2016. We can talk about this stuff. There are a whole podcast devoted to sex. I'd like to be on one of those. Okay, well, we'll see what we can do. I, we got after it. It was We shut all the windows... And we shut the blinds, and we didn't know what day it was. They had to pry us out of there. Oh, damn. That nice, cool. dude. The stench nice. from that room. Oh, boy. I'll tell you. Sure. Yeah, to kick out your buddy you were co-sleeping with, and like, I was we need the bed tonight. I was not co-sleeping with a buddy at that time. <laughs> um, The thing I was going to hold your feet to the fire about was. Oh, no. In a previous episode. Yes. I asked, because I brought up uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, presidential campaign, and I asked, would Mary Todd make a good president? And you said you didn't want to get in trouble, so you didn't answer. What if I just said, no, I never said that? <laughs> if you had watched the debate, that would be a valid answer. Ah, That's a valid answer in 2016. Well, then, no, I never said okay, that. Okay, no, you did. I would invite our listeners to go back to, let's say, episode two or three. Um, do, uh, would you like to change your answer now? Do you think Mary Todd would make a good president? Well, I certainly was not thinking necessarily in terms of how she had to represent <laughs> herself as a woman and all the pressures that came with that. But at the time, and still to this moment somewhat, although mm -hmm. I'm open to reforming, I have some reservations about her specific temperament and how it might be uh, ill-suited for the presidency. That's interesting you bring that up. Um, I have not talked uh, about this with you. Um, it's about how uh, history perceives uh, Mary Todd and the... Um, what, the shopping? Oh, oh boy. On. No, not the shopping. You didn't know about the shopping? Yeah, she did go on um, many a shopping spree, which was considered in poor taste by some people of the time. Um, but, you know, women be shopping. <laughs> was that a popular phrase back in your time? Of course. You know, you know who else had a shopping thing? Who was that? Alexander Goddamn Hamilton. Sure, oh, of course. He said he was never president, but mm -hmm. he was. there's a musical about him. I've heard about this. It blew my mind <laughs> for a lot of reasons. <laughs> At first I thought it was a comedy, and now I've found out that it's not. Oh, um, oh boy. Miss, uh, president Lincoln thought that because all of the um, characters I played by people of color, he thought it was a uh, some sort of comedy. 
Um, like a good old send-up. Okay, I explained to him that that's not, it's more empowering than anything else. Of course, but you could see how we deserve to get Let's a little Let's just rope. move on. Let's just move on from that. Let's move on from <sighs> that. Um, uh, uh, history sees Mary Part of the t- reason why she was shopping, by the way, was because she felt so much pressure as the westernmost and southernmost first lady of all time. People assumed that she was, uh, that she was not cultivated, that she was ill-refined. They assumed she had no manners and no taste and no style, and she had to go out of her way to prove herself. A pressure that I did not have, and I wore the same beat-up pants it, History life. remembers her as, as being... Insane, crazy, crazy, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, imagine like to be interesting and smart and curious and vivacious and a woman back then. I mean, what a stifling experience that! What a maddening experience that must have been. I often think about the women throughout history who have been born in a time that refuses to even pretend to be able to handle them. It is devastating. And I was looking back, uh, I, I, was, I was reading about like presidents throughout history who've had like, like documented emotional, like oh, yeah. may, perhaps have been struggling with mental illness, like FDR, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, this guy right here. This guy right here. And it's like, but they get to be remembered as like great, powerful, interesting men. And we remember like Mary Todd for being batshit. That is, that's the one prevailing thing about your wife is that people remember her as crazy. Well, first of all, she had her husband's brain shot out into her lap. Second of all, mm-hmm. before then, she buried two sons. That'll do a number. Yeah. And there's no third of all. Sure, those were both pretty powerful. And apparently. Uh, this one doctor, I think his name is John Sotos. I can't remember. There's a middle initial too, um, but I also can't remember. I want to say G, but I just always say John G. Sotos. John G. Sotos. That sounds cool. But um, his theory is that she had um, a vitamin, I said vitamin, a vitamin B deficiency, like a profound vitamin D B deficiency, B12 deficiency that, um, uh, it, I forget the name of the disease that that is called, but like it's totally treatable um, by modern standards. By modern yeah, standards. Right. Well, and then like later, I think in the early 1900s, they would treat it by like having people who suffered from it eat like a quarter of a raw liver, <laughs> like <laughs> once a week or something <laughs> like that. I can't remember exactly. You know, early science, but um, yeah. Apparently, you got to bring some B12 back. Yeah. Well, Change the I, I course can, of history. I can attest that she was, was certainly not in good health, and I often wish that she could just get outside and chop some wood because that's the best recipe for for, for health at all, but it was frowned well, upon when, for a lady to break a sweat. When you were feeling frisky, would you ask her if she wanted to go chop some wood? I had a whole Do you guys have a code kind of thing? Or? Usually the code was just um, I would just poke you up. You up? Yeah, I, you I, I up. hear you. Yeah, yeah. Y- I, yes. We got um, it. I, I've never, I've never asked you this uh, in the the time I've been doing this podcast. Why are you in the doghouse? Well, it's partly because of the reputation of of, of my wife. Is oh but, really? Well, she always has had a fascination with the occult and speaking to dead spirits. And um, after Sounds I was fun, actually, I truly would love to party with your <laughs> wife. It it was. It was always a, a little bit eccentric, and uh, it would 
it would show its head in very inappropriate times and places and and uh truly i could get down with that of course of course <laughs> it's probably the biggest reason not the shopping that i would say that she was not mm-hmm. suited for a good president not saying that that um I'm not saying that all women are emotional or anything i'm just saying that she uh when things w- start going a, a little bit awry she would start turning to the strangest superstitions that existed for explanations Nonetheless, I have since found, and I've promised not to speak to you about the afterlife, right. but um, that uh, after I was <sighs> at that play. Assassinated. Yes. Our American cousin. Yes. Not a terrific Ford's play. Ford's Theater. All, yes. Truly, all of my American cousins are boring as hell. That's not true. They're actually really cool and great. I was trying to make a joke, and then I felt bad. <laughs> so that's, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Mr. It's okay. I just found out recently that Tim himself is an actor, and I thought it was so funny to be interviewed by another actor. I was kind of trying to seem like a journalist when we started the podcast. In a way, all actors are journalists. I agree. Because they're both looking to report truth. That's exactly it. You know what? The other most famous um, president from your party, at least the one they invoke, Ronald Reagan, was an actor. He was an actor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The Gipper. The Gipper. Yeah. Republicans nowadays say uh, this is the party of Lincoln and Reagan. So you're sort of the two paragons. Ah, I see. Probably because he also did a lot for civil rights and for the justices for Ooh. minorities. Uh, he's got a very mixed uh, uh, administration, his uh, presidency. He got shot partway through of it, through it too. So you have that in common. By some guy who wanted to bang Jodie Foster. Yeah, he did survive though. I will say that. Bang Jodie Foster. I'm sorry, writing those words down. don't mean it's anything don't. to you. <laughs> uh, writing that down. <laughs> you Google it. Google bang Jodie Foster. Jody Foster. Yeah. <laughs> will do. Uh, uh, well, I, I found that my my oldest son Robert had my wife committed. Somehow she blames me for this. I mean, you're okay. Can I be honest about your older son Robert, who had her committed? Um, I'm I've heard it all before. Okay, I think he's a little shit, and I think that his beard is stupid and gnarly, and I do not like his eyes. They are not kind, and I'm so sorry. I know I'm speaking about your son, but. Damn, what he did to Mary Todd, I cannot be okay with. And then she was given like, uh, wait, you're not crazy after all, and allowed to go home, live with her sister. Yeah. Uh, Julia, real quick, because um, he hasn't seen the movie. Is that the one played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the Lincoln movie? I have not seen the movie, okay. but if it is, then I 100% now have a crush on him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Lincoln, you were saying. Well, I wasn't expecting anyone to say anything about his beard. It's a dumb, gnarly beard. I guess that for me, I can't grow a full beard. No, your beard is cute. His beard looks like a it it. It looks like the kind of guy you see on the street, and you're like, I don't trust you because of your beard. Oh, oh. come on, Robbie. Oh, that breaks my heart. Well, no, and I any mean, Robert who doesn't go by Bob, I can't trust. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. That's actually also not true. I prefer people go by Robert if their name is Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I uh, yeah, I understand. I, I still don't understand how this is my fault. I mean, I suppose I was a little lax with all my children, and they ran amok a bit. But uh. Sometimes we just need an outlet. And when we're in an intimate relationship with someone, our partner becomes the outlet for our pain, our anger, and our frustration. Uh, because that is a human with whom we feel safe expressing it. And sometimes we inadvertently behave in a way that seems to put blame on that partner. Uh, when really we're just trying to lean. Doesn't help me get out of the doghouse. No. President but it helps Lincoln? me understand why I am there. <laughs> President Lincoln, 
We only have a few minutes left. Uh, Are there any questions you'd like to ask obviously a, a I woman have a, from 2016? I have a lot of questions. Okay. You have to imagine it. It's, it's difficult for me to understand. I never worked with a woman in a, in a, in a um, professional capacity. Sure. I, I barely interacted with them socially. I, I, um, it, it is, uh, uh, I don't know, I assume. But it, I, it's obviously the most natural step in fulfilling the promise that all men are created equal. Even though the androcentrism of that language <laughs> positions men above women and it makes it harder for us to achieve true equality. But yes, in theory, all men are created equal does extend to all of humankind. Man, I, I thought I was doing pretty well. You're doing, <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing, You're doing great. great. You're doing, You're doing great, so great, President Lincoln. Uh, You're awesome. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, well, I'll see you. I thought that was I thought that was helpful. He seemed to kind of wrap his head around it, didn't he? I don't know. I feel like I made President Lincoln kind of mad. I, okay, I don't know if he's mad. I think he's taking it all in. I um, think I'm in the doghouse, <laughs> or I guess since cats are girls and dogs are boys, I'm in the you're cat in the, house. You're in the cat house, apparently. Um, Which Julia, is great. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you. Uh, do you want to plug anything? Well, I don't have. Anything okay. going on anymore? Do you have a TV show you're watching that you just want to get a shout out there for? Okay, I recently watched um, um, a movie on Netflix called Geek Charming, um, okay. which is a teen romantic comedy um, about a popular girl who is like kind of annoying, okay. and then this like cool nerdy boy decides to make a documentary about popularity about her, and like obviously they fall in love, right? Um, and I started watching a show that so many of our friends are in. I was just about to badmouth it, but I can't because our friends are in it, so I won't. Ooh, yeah, let's maybe not even say the name. Let's pretend like I never said that okay. part. Um, and um, as always, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. Do you have a favorite season? Um. Oh God, I don't. Okay. I I, I think for I me tend to go later seasons. For yeah. Me. For me, it really picked up. I think around season three. Yeah. You can't have them in those old uniforms. I don't care I, for those. I don't like those. Yeah. And I honestly, I think that I normally hate like mouth sounds and like the sounds of like uh, spoons and on plates, like at a banquet or something. Yeah. But yeah. I could really listen to Deanna Troy eat a chocolate sundae. That's like, one of the sexiest scenes in all of Star Trek. I mean, the way the sound, it's like, it really does it for me. And I hate the trope that, like, women eat chocolate. We need it. But, I mean, get it, Deanna. Thank you so much. Um, as for me, check out The Probe. It's uh, uh, the new podcast from Mary Beth Smith, uh, Lisa Burton, Matt Young, and a whole bunch of great people here in town. Um, I think that's everything. Thanks again to Julia and the president. We'll see you next time. <laughs>